walking, you're in, you're in one road, right? Victoria Street, the cabs might all be coming up hired, but you're trying to get a cab. So I'd walk down to Parliament Square where there's four ways or five ways of coming into the square from cabs for different directions. Mm. So you're going to get more likely the cab coming you in. Get a cab got, before then, sure. Yeah, you would. But I'm just saying my strategy, Dave. It'd be my strategy. <laughs> and a lot of passengers you're are really thick. Then you're <laughs> just enough. trying to get the fair lie. You're walking towards <laughs> east. You know what, you know <laughs> I'll just go along Victorian Bankman. By the time I've got it, I've yeah. walked home. It's Temple. I'll just get the Temple. <laughs> Yeah, you talk about switching off, that brings the fact that the passenger's in the back and you don't know they're there. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a story there. I don't know if you could tell it. Uh, like that, but yeah. I have done a few myself where you're driving along and you suddenly, you, the, the, the job is going kind of towards home. You forget they're there and all of a sudden they speak and you jump. You think, oh, no, I forgot I had someone. I'm glad they woke me up. So where was you going again? I was, I was a, a driver. I know he, he was coming in from the airport and he, he, he completely forgot he had passengers in the back and pulled up at the Mandarin Oriental and got on the rank. <laughs> and it was only when the voice in the back said, what are we doing here? <laughs> it made him jump. <laughs> He's ranked up as well. <laughs> he just come along. I just thought, well, that's Andy. There's no one on it. Look, I'll yeah. get on that. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the tips they give you when you do your talk, your final talk, is always, because you don't always it, but always have a look in the back when the passenger gets out. Really, I yeah, always that's, that's, that's a rehearsed line there that yeah. I say. Yeah, uh, please take all your belongings. Have one last look as you get out. Yeah. Check the seat because it's it's a weekly occurrence, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I generally used to forget, and the next passenger in finds it and hands it to you, and you think, oh, okay, it's the aggro getting it back to him. Yeah. Yeah, which is if you do check it, then it's, yeah, then you are much covered there. On the aggro of getting it back to them, I did have once have, um, I think it was a bunch of keys, and um, I remembered some details about the job, but I couldn't get them, I, I thought, I leave them in the cab, as soon as I'm near a police station, I put them in. And then I got to a police station somewhere down in South East London and I gave them into the counter and I said, they were left in my cab a week ago and um, the job was going to uh, Crofton Park and uh, the guy left him in there. So it'll go to the lost property because they will, if you've left something in a cab and they know, they will find it. They will get it back if there's a bunch of keys. And the policeman started having a go at me and telling me that um, you should have handed this in the next day and stuff like that. And I started thinking to myself, if you do that, you know what I'm going to do in future? I'm going to throw it in the bin. I'm not going to hand it in at all. So I'm handing them in now and you're berating me for being a week late and um, should have done it within 24 hours and stuff. You know, I'm a bit ridiculous, really. I think the rules are 24 hours, aren't they? It is, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember why I didn't do it within 24 hours, but... Well, you didn't find them, did you? Obviously. I only say so I only found them like five hours ago. Yeah, you could have said that, but also mm. sometimes you, you do things true, in it that you forget that you're doing it. I mean, they were in the little cubby tray and I kept on thinking I'm going to do it and then you postpone it and then a week's gone by, well, a year and... Yeah. Anyway, so well, I nearly forgot what I think I had the phone back once. This was a while ago, but I was I completely forgot about it. I was going to meet the guy like about midday, like around Oxford Street or something like that. And literally, my mate reminded me of it. And I was like, oh. and I'm like mid like journey with a passenger on, and then this person like I think they called me or whatever on someone else's phone, and um, it was the most serendipitous encounter that I'm driving down Oxford Street and this person's like there to like meet me, and I've got a punter on, like just complete chance that I yeah. And then so literally just exchange of like him uh, grabbing the phone and then chucking a bottle of wine through to me to say thanks for returning my phone. But oh. I'd have completely forgot. And he's just like this weirdest exchange where he just gives me... Like, and you still had a passenger in the back as well? Yeah, I had a passenger in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I forgot about that one. Yeah. Now I've come up with another one, Tom. So I don't know if it's off track, but you're, you've took the fare and you ain't got enough diesel or petrol or whatever. 
you know that it ain't going to last it. So you've got to stop in the you know, TX or the fairway. You've got to stop and get diesel. So do you stop? And they're, they're sitting in the back. You have to explain to them. That's really unprofessional. Yeah, so I've never, never had that unprofessional. Oh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait there. i just got to fill it up with diesel. I'll stop the meter. Uh, you, I'll tell you what it usually has been. It's on a rotor. So uh, yeah. not a super long rotor, but an Heathrow, for instance. I'm, I'm now know my shifts are coming to an end, but you know, you've jumped in and... I, and all the petrol stations have slowly, slowly disappeared. So you're always waiting for a fare to get you near a diesel a petrol station so you could fill up, but it doesn't happen. And as that slowly ticks on, you suddenly get EFRO and you know that this is borderline. I need to explain to him, I need to stop and just remember the meter. Would you have done a tankful in a shift? Would you have used <clears> a tankful? Not necessarily, but you're, oh, you're, you're going to berate me now for not yes. filling up before I start my shift. Yes, exactly. So if <laughs> yeah. you go outside to my one now, even though I've only come here, you'll see it's full of electric and full of fuel. So, top tip, fuel up before you start your shifts. And also, fuel yourself. Plenty of sleep, plenty of rest, plenty of food and water, so you're fresh. Yeah. yeah. You're, it, it, I, I believe looking after your passengers starts with you. Yeah. If you look after yourself, you're groomed, well-slept, well-fed, your cab's clean, You've already started looking after your passengers. Yeah. And by that, you're looking after your family because you're able to work safe and get home. Bloody amazing. This is wisdom right here, folks. I mean, but, but I, it is, though. But, <laughs> nuggets. But, even, pearls, but pearls. even how well you can then operate and do the job, it's in your best interest to do that because if you're, like, well hydrated, well slept, you're not hungry or what, mm. thinking about going to the toilet, you can just do the job to the best of your ability. And that probably has knock-on effects and compounding anyway. Yeah. You get off the job quicker, you get onto another one, you're probably making more money because you're... Yeah, you're looking after yourself. Well, it helps with the road rage as well. So the, we're now onto another subject of uh, road rage with drivers. So my, I've always told my students, drive with the most happiest heart you can drive with because as soon as you lose it, it will cost you money. The shift will be over. Whatever it is, your just psychological damage that you just took on. You'll go home. You'll be arguing with yourself. So I tend to say that I'm. you're doing professional driving. So I have indicated to change lanes. I know that you have the opportunity to let me change this lane, but if you decide that you're not going to let me change this lane, I will change this lane anyway because I've been doing this for years and you can get out of the lane that you was in. The person there behind you is aggressively angry and whatever. Just stay calm, stay happy, carry on with your job. Whatever happens, never get out, never lose your temper. Just keep driving professionally. It's a good thing for life anyway, but that stoical approach. Yeah. And I like to think of it, the, the mental analogy I think of is if you're having a game of tug of war which is what most road rage is yeah i'm at the other end and i'm just going to drop the rope yeah they can pull on that rope all they like and just i mean there was a good one i learned from Darren brown years ago and he he got approached after some magic convention and someone comes up to him and says like oh you you want to fight do you mate just a proper <laughs> like just drunk geezer just looking at someone to pick on and he picks on him and he's there going oh god what am i gonna do what am i gonna do because if you if you question it if you go oh i'm sorry or whatever it kind of adds fuel to the fire. So if you're getting road rage with anyone, more if you go, oh, what was that? And then it just constantly spirals, doesn't it? So he just goes, well, the wall outside my house is three foot tall. The bloke's like, what? And it just completely diffuses the yeah, situation yeah. entirely. So if ever it gets to that point, I mean, again, you don't really want to engage with anyone at all no. because the second you engage in any form, even eye contact, a glance, anything like that can be interpreted as, oh, that guy's doing me in a way, but just... 
put the blinders on, look straight ahead. Um, but if, if I have had times like that, you just break it up and go, oh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Yeah. And it's just like, well, what's breakfast got to do with it? And then I, just, yeah. just see you later. It's all gone. I don't have a similar idea I used to do. I, I remember having an argument with a guy in Borough High Street. It wasn't I wasn't arguing. And he managed to get beside my window. And I said to him, listen, mate, do you know something? Me and you met in a pub. We'd probably be mates. So whatever's going on between us right now, it's all an illusion. It's all in your imagination. We're playing a game of, um, of uh, we could name this game of car driving something if you like to. And I basically won. Today I won, but I lose half a dozen times. And you're angry that you lost and you've ended up behind me. I've let you come beside me. We just don't. Don't let it get us down. Then he started a little bit of giggle and it was fine. We, you mustn't lose it because now we're on to Bilkers, I imagine. Let's Ooh, let's do Bilkers. Because yeah. I think people probably need a lot of advice with Bilkers. One, can you spot a Bilker? Yeah, sometimes. Not all the time. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. What's the some telltale signs, David? Well, I've seen another podcast. I pulled up Russell Square. And I was actually POB. I was pulled up to the lights, and the guy came out. He hadn't even paid any attention whether I got a light on or anything. Yeah. The wind, I put the window down because he wants to talk to me. He just said, I've got money. <laughs> <laughs> I just put the window up and just drove off. I didn't bother speaking to him. I like, but, but yeah, who, who on earth says that kind of I've thing? I've got money. Yeah. This obviously means I've got money, and it's there. It's going to be when I go and pick it up, and he thinks I'm going to let him go walking off through a council estate to find out he's not going to come yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, well, talking to council estates, if you ever get a flare, fare to the Blantyre estate, you know the Blantyre? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the crooks on the Blantyre and Kings Road. And also down in Brixton and all that. I, I, you, you just know, but let it go. Don't get, mm. don't get well, into that's, it. That's let the tip. What happens? You've been built. Let what do you do? Let it go. Let it go. It's just part and parcel. It's very rare that it happens. It doesn't happen a lot. No, I know. But no matter the price, no matter the money, the you will lose more if you do anything more than just drive off and get into the next fair. Anything you do will cost you more money than it's already cost you if you get involved. But also, if, if you're working late in the evening, someone wants to go, let's make it up, but someone's go to Maidstone, mm-hmm. you're quite within your rights to ask for something up front. But the, the opposite thing would be, I won't take it anyway. It's either money up front or you're not taking it, are you? Yeah, no, no, no. You're not going to take a chance, are you? No, not at all. There was a lot of, I'll get me, I've got the LTDA. There was something in the diary, I've, I've seen it in there, there's sort of laws and abstracts, and it's something relating to that part of yeah. payment or whatever. I think it, it can be done, but yeah. I, you can refuse it because it's so far anyway, can't you? Yes. Yeah. So on the grounds of refusal, do you, you kind of have some power and what, to do. What are the grounds of refusal? What, what's the... 12 miles, isn't it? Anything else? An hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything in London takes yeah. an hour now, though, doesn't it? I know, yeah. yeah. It used to be six miles, didn't it? You, you're not pr- from that era of six miles. Okay. So we used to refuse six miles. But it used to be 20... It's 20 miles from Heathrow and 12 miles from London. That you you couldn't refuse, and you tw- uh, twelve miles from where you are, or from Charing Cross, or what? That was the other thing. Where's, so the, where's the twelve miles start? It, where basically, are? I think the, how the about if you're in Streatham and they say well, you should have twelve miles further south. Or? Yeah, no, you know, I don't think you have to. Or twelve miles from Charing Cross. We'll have to check that now because it didn't used to. Be. You're in London, and we're, we're we're London cab drivers obliged so to take you six miles within London. Then the twelve mile thing came, which is almost one side of London the other. Um, and I've, I don't know this answer mm. to this one again. I need to brush up. So mm, is it only that. 12 miles yeah. within our jurisdiction that we are, are working that we take you? And outside that, because from Heathrow... It must be from where you are, because hence why Heathrow changes to 20 miles. No, because Heathrow changes twice. It's 20-mile journeys from Heathrow, but if you get a journey that's going out you end up on a thing where they won't give you the ticket to come back just because yes, it's yeah. out of 
How about if I'm standing in the canyon town yeah. and I flag it down and I say to the driver, Chiswick, has yeah. he got to take me? Oh, now we've got to measure it, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both inside, aren't they? Barely, barely, Canyon Town's barely just in it, isn't it? Yes, and Canyon Chiswick's Town's just in, basically just in it, isn't yes. it? Yes. That's why I use those two as extremes. But yes. But I, I don't know. The, I had one of the best ones at Euston once, and a lady got in, and, um, yeah, she, she got in, and... Um, Oh, I wasn't bringing it because it was where she, you know, you get that disabled sort of pickup, and she yeah. she was quite high and mighty that she got to go. There's a massive queue of people, basically. She was quite high and mighty that she got to be able to skip that queue. And uh, she gets in, she goes, oh, well, I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere southeast. I really didn't want to do the job. and But I was like, that's got to be over 12 miles. So I quickly, we didn't pull off. I just quickly put it in the Google. And you've got to make sure when you do it to actually start calculating the route because it would give you mileage initially as the crow flies. Yeah. And then, of course, as the driver, the which again, it, is it as the crow flies? Exactly. Or is so it have I just done myself in here? Yeah. So but anyway, clarification we'll needed. go further. So I said, no, madam, I'm not going there because it said like 12.1 miles. I'm like, yeah, score, you know. Um, and I, it's, I got some cop from other drivers saying like, oh, look, you're on a rank, you know, you should have taken it or whatever, you're brimming it or whatever. Um, but I said, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. She goes, well, I'll take your badge number then. I was like, and she was going on in circles. Yeah, we'll take your badge number. I'm going to report you. And I was like, yeah, cool. You can do that. I said, even better. There's a compliance officer over there. There was the compliance officer at uh-huh. TFL. And they came along and they went, yep, he can do that, madam. He's well in his rights. I'm like, yes. The only time I ever wanted to see a compliance officer. Why did you refuse her? Uh, I was, I'm out west and it was just like getting towards the end of the night, you know, yeah. Oh, tum, tum, yeah. tum. But above 12 miles, I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm there thinking about your um, Canningtown Chiswick, and it just occurred to me, obviously, it's a six-mile radius of Charing Cross, so if you go to the edge, that's six miles. You go to the other edge, that's six miles. So anything boundary to boundary is 12 miles as the crow flies. Mm-hmm. So anything boundary to boundary is over 12 miles because of that fact. that There's no way in the world that you're going to be able to do a straight route from there to there, so it's going to put on more than 12 miles. So you can technically refuse that. So you could refuse it even though you could still be inside the knowledge area? Yeah, because it, you, you're definitely... Well, there's no, so we're opening up things that we need to clarify. Because I kind of used to think I, that I know the, these. Well, clarify. yes, cab drivers don't even know the rule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. God knows what TFL know about no. this. So is it as the crow flies or is it as the road drives? And if we know that, is it within only our boundary and anything outside our boundary we don't have to do? So these are questions so, we're going to get answers to and I'm going to ask them. So I have to remember them and I'll um, get answers for us. And the reason I'm asking is what supersedes what? When it's within the... Our area, or whether the twelve miles. Where does the twelve miles start? Yeah, I know someone's got to know. Well, you can refuse it if it goes outside the metropolitan area, can't you? That's the point. Then, yeah, it goes a lot further. No, the metropolitan police ain't our governor anymore. It's the London London boroughs. Yeah, London boroughs boroughs goes further. Yeah, the metropolitan police um, boundary used to be far bigger than the London boroughs boundary, and then I think they brought it back into to to match each other in two thousand. But before that. The knowledge suburbs were enormous. They included South Mims, Cobham. Um, we went a lot further than you guys when you did the Mickey Mouse suburbs. Yeah, but it's just say, oh, you used to say forward A1, forward A1. Comply <laughs> roundabout lead by A1. <laughs> what did uh, you say to South it, Mims? It was roundabout, 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 <laughs> roundabout, roundabout. <clears throat> yeah. That's anyway. like Chaz and Dave then. Roundabout, rabbit, 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 rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> right. So we're going to need to get some clarification. I'll try and get answers and we'll put them in. Go on, Thomas, you got any more? I, w- I kind of outsourced a few of these to Twitter as well because I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll see what else. Oh, you well, Yeah, yeah, well, well, actually, one of the ones I started with, and this really annoys me, it's when people get in the wrong side of the cab, Oh, get in and out like the live side, you know. I oh, actually yeah. make a point of locking the doors and say, come round that side because if that door swings open, you're on Oxford Street and someone's trying to get round you, they're cyclists. Yeah. No. 
Dad's, I mean, I don't have any stories to say about that because it really is, oh, I feel like it's happened. just an obvious one, but it's the it's the Uber look, isn't it? When yeah. you know the car just pulls up in front of you, all like four doors fly open, and people just get out everywhere. Yeah, it yeah, just looks yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um, so I always try and make a point of like, you know, oh, you talking about getting out, or getting in, getting in and out. Yeah, yeah, I've had a few times where like people go for the door and like, no, no I yeah, I had a woman I shouted at, I was going, no, 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 because I could see a cyclist coming, coming. and she goes. Oh, you scared me. I'm like, well, you scared me. <laughs> <laughs> and that poor cyclist. I like the name live side. Yeah, getting yeah. out the live side is good. That's a nice little terminology. Not getting add. out the live side, yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. get out. And don't get in the live side as well. Yeah. Have you had that where you pull up and then there's, there's someone jumping in the left and there's someone jumping in yeah. the right and they're not even related to They're just no. two different castings. You're like, hold oh. on, someone has to fight this out now. <laughs> I had it last night. Did you really? Yeah, oh. last night. And I had to say, sorry, this couple was first. Like, mm. And I had seen them first. So it's the first one I see. Well, yeah, you do. I seen. do it on the basis yeah. of who I saw and was stopping yeah. for. Whoever else is. I don't know who you are. So Aaron, uh, Crazy Ginger Cabby says, tell them to put their belts on as we will encounter some outside filth driving. Outside filth driving? Yeah, just saying that there's a lot of filth in London, obviously. Yeah, he likes the filth, Aaron, doesn't he? He likes the filth. Yeah. Um, so they tell the passengers to put their belts on. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah, we had that though, didn't we? The kids. I'd yeah, no, I'll just put. I'll just put. I'll just mention him because obviously he's a guest and people yeah. will remember him. Um, Who is he? Just trying to see some of these are a naff on there that people have put on Twitter. Yeah, because so, I tell you one thing I've just done. And it, lots of different things. Talking about passengers and all that. But one of the things we just done was change the password on your hotspot. And one of the reasons is I do allow <sighs> certain, and I'm a bit picky. I must admit, I don't let any old one just go into my me hotspot. <laughs> but uh, that sounds charming. Don't let anyone go into your but, hotspot. And uh, I've I've made it an, uh, an easy password because there's sometimes there's people from abroad or wherever you know. Uh, yes. and, and you yeah. just you're more than welcome. I have unlimited data always on because of God knows what you're going to be doing, and let, let them have uh, have that. But again, not people who are drunk late at night and they're drunk. No. I'm not going to. Not that they could do anything or access no, no. anything, but it's just think. I think that's a brilliant tip. Absolutely so brilliant. What's what? your password? <laughs> so all the drivers at Heathrow can know when they're all wanking <laughs> in there. <laughs> then? That's what blokes used to do, apparently. The, the, the TXEs used to come with a free year's worth of internet, a dongle. It plugs in, and it, obviously they were the same password. So apparently blokes would just log in on other people's And then get near the cab. And get and the internet. Yeah. Even your cab cleans like... I, I love a clean cab. Oh. I, know it's, I know it's pouring the rain. I know the roads are dirty in the winter. and I, But still get it clean. I agree... I can see that but you would I, have a dirty cab. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I did sometimes, the cab would get dirty and I would be happy with. And then my friend who'd be, he was supposed to come today, Terry Franks, um, he would give you top tips of cleaning the cab, but he would never use newspaper. He, he'd buy a roll of um, kitchen roll, be there with the window lean, doing his windows. He'd be polishing the bonnet. His cab was gleaming, always. But it's a bit excessive. I'm a so, worker. I've got to go to work. And if it ch- to go to wash the cab or go to work, I go to work. You ain't got to wash it yourself. Just do one more job and get someone to hand wash it. Well, yeah, I know, but you know me. I'm sleeping here. <laughs> <laughs> get someone Same, to wash you're, it. You're, you're unshaven. You've got no fuel in the cab. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's going to be a pattern coming yeah. in. Yeah. And, that, and that's the type of, you know, the ones that are, are covered in crumbs and they've been eating it and they're covered in I'm not. Oh, egg I'm only down. unshaven because I've got nowhere to shave here. You got four videos in a row with the same top on. I noticed this morning. I was looking at him, going, oh, "I got to say to him, yeah, you got the same grey sweatshirt on." I went, That's, "You've obviously filmed them all the same thing." And uh, like, how many times I said to you, I "Have loads of tops and things it was to keep changing." It was yeah, I, it was done on the same day. Obviously, oh, thanks, yeah. Dave. You demoralised me, destroyed <laughs> me. 
But yeah, but there's lots of things. And you know, when you do all those sorts of things, like clean the cabs, get it clean. Here's what, yeah. whilst we're on it then, so you touched on it, clothing. What about clothing? Yeah. Minimum standards for drivers. They're clean. Yeah, I go with that. I think it's bad jogging bottoms. Like, yeah, they it's not a good look. Well, no one can see the jogging bottoms. Yeah, but when you get out and it, yeah. you know you go to the hotels if you need to do your bits or you help build, people with cases, builders like, bum. Yeah, jogging bottoms, builders bum, covered in stains. Don't look good. It's no, it, it doesn't look. Good. And I the mean, one that came to me right. on my outro talk badge day, whatever you want to call it, was that if you go into a hotel to pick someone up. Mr. Addison Lee is there, and he's got a full suit on. Yeah, that's what you you know. Yeah, obviously we ain't got wear suits, but like you. Yeah, some. I mean, we're not that poor that we can't wear a decent collared t-shirt or even a decent t-shirt with a decent pair of jeans, and you're still looking smart and you still look clean and whatever. So, yeah, jogging bottoms. I definitely would say we should ban those. They're yeah. not going in room 101. Because I'm, I'm sort of slip a bit. I mean, I don't wear jogging bombs, but a hoodie, I mean, that's... It's a little bit slipping. But there are also ch- uh, the stretchy tracksuit bottoms that look like uh, smart trousers. They've got a nice edge to yeah. them, and they're very comfortable. So we, they, we are trying to be comfortable. Yes. So you're not really comfortable in a suit. Driving a cab is not good. And I don't particularly like wearing a shirt driving a cab. It's a bit uncomfortable too. I like to wear something made of pure Mongolian silk made from goats. A a vegan diet. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's got to be super comfortable. That's the deal. And that's why they're wearing it. (laughs) 